Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the MSP Show. Your internet radio destination for the business information your managed IT services company needs to streamline operations, generate new revenue streams, and get more customers. And now your host, Stuart Crawford. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another week here on the MSP Show. My name is Stuart Crawford. We're broadcasting from beautiful Burlington, Ontario, Canada, where I think, you know, winter's finally just kind of around the corner uh, here on, uh, on the East Coast. After a beautiful, uh, after a beautiful weekend, we had temperatures in the mid 60s. Uh, I know I was out at the Buffalo Bills New York Jets game this weekend, and I couldn't, com- I couldn't ask for better, better temperatures. Although it wasn't as good as I, the weekend before, we were in San Francisco, and um, I had a chance to meet with my good friend and guest today, David Russell, from Managed to Win. And and David, I know it's a little early for you on the um, on the West Coast, but we were just talking before we went live about, hey, this is great pro- productivity time. You were saying. Um, Good morning to you, David. Yeah. How are you, sir? Good morning, Stuart. Great to be here. This is a, it's a great time of day. You know, hey, it's quiet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to admit, I have to admit, I was—I don't know what got me up at three o'clock in the morning Eastern time, but I was up a couple hours in the middle of the night. I guess you know, just get some got some good stuff done. So, David, tell since the last time we got together uh, many many months ago on the show here, we, you know, we got together face to face when I was in San Francisco last week. What have you what have you been up to lately? Uh, fill us all in on your you know what's going on with uh, David Russell these days. Well, I don't know. Well, um, so I, I think the thing that that we've done on the software side that's the biggest is our Certal application, which manages all your vendor programs and all your certifications in one app, and we're now taking that out to vendors as a partner engagement portal. So they can track their partners. Are they meeting the program requirements? Are they, you know, ha- do they have the certifications they want them to have? And then also they can put forth a business plan, a sales plan, a marketing campaign, and then track it across partners. So this gives partners a great opportunity to get more MDF dollars. So we're working on that. Uh, I've also, in the process of developing what we're calling Dave's Charm School for IT Geeks, which is teaching uh, the IT folks the soft skills of the business. You know, I, I, I'm sure, Stuart, you never had one of your techs go out, and you're just like, you did what? You, you, you said that to a client, or you behaved that way? You know, I could probably look in the mirror, David, and say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so we're developing that, and we're going to develop an initial 12 courses over the next few months and get that out to folks long overdue. And so I would, I would say those are probably the, the two biggest things that we've been doing. We've also, you know, Stuart, I've been on this journey of helping IT solution providers, managed service providers primarily, become better leaders. You know, no bad bosses is our slogan. And this has been an 11-year journey so far since 
I came to the realization back in 2002 that I had some leadership tendencies, but I didn't really have leadership skills. And so the difference was becoming more systematic. And so we're, we're really defined at developing some great processes to build accountability within organizations so employees are more motivated to be the best they can be and, and having fun doing it. So that's, that's a kind of a great segue into our discussion today around, uh, you know, employee retention, uh, obviously, you know, make sure the, the conditions of the workplace are ideal so that uh, our employees prosper and, you know, grow and, and continue to mature in their own career paths. Uh, you talk about certifications and, you know, also uh, career ladders. So that's kind of the title for today. Let's kind of just dive in. You know, you and I have known each other since uh, I can't even remember the last time. You know, when we first met, got and I knew it was probably before the Tech Select event in Calgary, way back in the mid two thousands. But as an industry, are we getting are we getting better at the employee retention thing? Or are we still kind of? Is it still a lot of work to do? I think there's still a lot of work to do because the the vast majority of partners spend their time working in the business instead of on the business. And, and you know that old statement. And mm-hmm. they, they just get caught up with, you know, the number of tickets and customer fires and, and different things, and they push back if they're aware of it. Many of them are not even aware you can be as systematic with people as you are with technology. But they, they'll push back the work to put the systems in place to fully engage their people and then to follow those systems and the cost is, is tens of thousands of dollars. Often for many partners, that's a cost each month. But, but it's a huge cost. I mean, it, think about it, Stuart. Can we actually deliver a great client experience with employees that don't feel that they're having a great experience as an employee of your firm? Um, I would say no would be the answer to that. And, you know, and before you reply back to that, the, um, you know, what you're saying about, the, you know, focusing on the tickets and the systematic approach to service delivery, you know, the same can be said from my side of the fence, David, on the sales and marketing side. They, you know, they focus on putting too much emphasis on making sure tickets are done and that the process and how escalation happens. And then one day they wake up and they go, you know, our sales pipeline's dry and, you know, we have to, unfortunately, may have to lay somebody off because we've done a pretty poor job at, the marketing and sales side of our business too. So, you know, the same can be said for my side of the fence too. But yeah, when it, you know, it's kind of hard to deliver a, a, a great experience when your employees are not engaged. And I know that firsthand yeah. from my, even from my own MSV. Yeah, and so uh, I don't think it's getting much better. I think there's m- more awareness. But, uh, I mean, I just got back from IT Nation, ConnectWise IT Nation, which was a great show. Uh, Arnie Bellini did a great keynote. There was great traffic at our booth all three days. And a lot of people, a lot of interest. But I'm still talking with people that are in business 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, who don't have systems in place to fully engage their people and make certain they retain them. And fortunately, they're starting to wake up to it. But there's still, you know, the number of people who came by the booth and gave us business cards versus the people that, dove in and signed up, you know, was still a fraction. So it's, 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 uh, it's still a challenge for people because it's a change in behavior. You probably see that no, on the marketing David, you... side too. I mean, the, 
the discipline yeah, of doing regular about that marketing, marketing and sales side. Yeah. So, um, so you know, we, we, we experience the same issues, too. You know, we have lots of people saying, oh, we've got to do a better job of marketing and sales. You know what I like? I'm sure you probably hear this, too, David, is that, you know, I hired you because I don't know anything about this kind of stuff. And then, uh, and then they try to go back to the ways that they're always comfor- uh, comfortable. And I, I see it on the sales and marketing side. Of, you know, I don't like that. I would never buy that if, you, you know, if we worded it that way. And then they fail, they fail to take the steps over, to, to move forward because their own limiting beliefs. And I'm sure you see that on the HR, the HR side of the house too. Well, I do. And, and I, don't, I know it's common to refer what we do as HR, but I should clarify I'm not an HR professional. I'm a serial entrepreneur like yourself. And mm. really, I'm just, my calling is to help people avoid my mistakes. It sounds kind of funny. I should, you know, you you see other people out there and they boast and pound on their chest about you know all their successes. Yes, I've had some successes. I haven't hit a you know home run of a billion dollar company like you know Zappos going from bankrupt to billion. But you know I've had some successes. But really, the mistakes have been really painful. And so I try to help people avoid those mistakes. And, and the biggest mistake I've made is not being the leader that I'm capable of being. And then you don't keep great employees or you don't have them fully engaged. And, you know, there's I, – I didn't tee it up where we're going to – I wanted to cover three things you can do to engage employees today. But if I were to talk about the three strands of leadership, so a cord of three strands is not easily broken type of thing, mm-hmm. I would the number one thing is being systematic – and that relates to marketing too, right? The marketing and sales stuff, being systematic with that. Oh, absolutely. The more, you get more success being systematic than you ever will be throwing stuff against the wall and see what sticks. Right. And then you think about the next strand of great leadership. I hadn't really thought about this before. It was kind of fun for a radio conversation. The next gr- strand of great leadership is that your people are doing meaningful work. So they feel like they're really making a positive difference in the lives of clients, in the lives of the people that they're touching. And maybe it's touching them personally, you know, that they're doing meaningful work. Or, you know, your company also donates or does some charity things. Then you think about that again from a marketing sales perspective. If people well, you, are you know, David, and, uh, and you know, I, I agree 100% with you. And I want to go on and reflect back on IT Nation last week because I know you had the opportunity to see Simon Sinek talk, and uh, you know, I knew he was yeah. supposed to do it start with why talk, but I think he he went off on his new project. But that's when I open up my MSP workshop. I always start on you know what is, what are you living the your life, David? And you know when I talk to MSPs, they always say, you know, I want to do provide better technology to small and mid-sized business. I want to I want to have a great lifestyle, and those are I I believe those are the results of living your why. You I think you have a very strong why statement. I know mine is. No, we want to help MSP achieve stratosphere growth and success, and that's what we get yeah. up every morning for. And and I think that's if you can have your team drinking that Kool Aid, uh, you you really then you then some of the, the challenges with leadership go away. Well, yeah, exactly. Because then they're they're motivate. You cannot motivate employees. You only can create an environment where they motivate themselves. So, if you're systematic. If they feel like they're doing meaningful work, then they're going to be passionate. And then the third piece is that you value them. You know, they feel valued. They feel a member of the team. How many surveys are out there that, you know, people leave a job because of their boss 
or not getting along with coworkers. So once again, in the sales and marketing area and client relationship, if we've got people that are passionate and then they're being valued, then they in turn are going to show your clients and your prospects that they value them, and they're going to bring in more business. Doesn't that, doesn't that translate over? Well, you know, it's funny because you, know, you mentioned about making mistakes in, uh, in your life a, a few minutes ago, and I can tell you that I probably made my few of my own uh, employee-boss relationship mistakes where it's cost uh, some good employees, and you know, I've learned that over, over the course of my career. But, you know, the you, you nailed it on the head, David. It, it, those, those, you have motivated employees uh, end up generating more opportunity. They generate, you know, create, you know, stay longer. And I like that because, you know, one of the things that my clients always ask me, you know, I, I want more leads. I want more leads. I need. I always, I always joke around and say, you want, the, you want more sales. You don't necessarily don't want more leads. But um, <laughs> if you have motivated, a motivational, motivated team, then you really don't have that. That worry about getting new opportunities goes away because now the, the motivated team are also looking for opportunities within their friendships, uh, within their friends and their own relationships as well. No, that's just it. And so if we then apply this to the condition, condition certifications and career ladders that we kind of teed up for the conversation today, the, the conditions, and I don't know whether I really like that word, but I was looking for three Cs. I'm sure you gathered that. But But the concept is, you know, every partner we work with sells products from vendors. I mean, you may have a few that have totally dropped product sales, but I doubt it. But, you know, you, you do product sales or you do projects, so you can then hopefully eventually sell managed services. Are your clients doing that just like mine are? Um, yeah, I would say all of them still kind of fall back on the vendor uh, product sales side. Yeah, you're right. A few of them have. Uh, moved on to what I, you know, the Gary Peak, uh, you know, selling the chocolate cake versus the ingredient mindset. But that's that's few and far between. There's a lot of work to be done there still. Yeah, so so I, I think that when we're talking about meaningful work and we're talking about value on employees and systems, so you have these vendor programs, and it's a struggle to keep track of when they expire and meeting all the requirements of them. But if you can you know, automate that. We automate it in our Sertal app. But if you can automate it so it's easy for tracking, you get reminded. But then also explain them to your employees. Talk about them. Hey, if we meet these requirements of the vendor program, we get these benefits. Because every vendor program has benefits. And it actually creates more opportunities for MDF, for co-op, for doing marketing and sales activities to drive the business so they don't run into those 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 situations that you brought up earlier of, hey, wait a minute, we don't have a pipeline anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so, so the, yeah. the condition, you know, the conditions piece, when you understand those program requirements and the benefits, then you can set up great, clear, measurable goals for your organization and for each employee that helps them become very passionate about what they're doing because it's opportunities for them to achieve meaningful work and for you to recognize them that they're a valued member of the team. So, so let's stop there for a second, David. I gotta, you know, I got to, got to pay the bills here. I got to take a commercial break, and we'll be right back in about 90, 90 seconds with some more of the discussion. The whole that thought, we'll be right back in, uh, after these commercials uh, from our from some of our great sponsors and vendors that we have to work with. We'll be right back. Okay. 
Does your MSP website struggle to stand out from the crowd and get your company's unique message across to potential customers? Businesses have many options when choosing their IT services provider. And if you want them to choose you, it's important you make a good first impression. And that first impression will most likely come from your website. So it's essential that it stands out. Ulistic's MSP website service can provide you with exactly the website you need. For $2.97 a month, your managed IT services business will get a professionally designed, fully search-optimized MSP marketing website, custom content laser-focused on your core offerings and target markets, branded videos focused on your solutions, content delivered each day centered on what matters most to your customers, daily reports detailing who is visiting your site and what they are viewing, a monthly MSP newsletter, call analytics, and so much more. Don't delay any further. Potential customers are searching for an MSP right now, and Ulistic's MSP website service can help them find you. For more information, visit bestmspwebsites.com. As an MSP, you understand how important it is to offer dependable PBX service to your clients. Easy Office Phone's MSP program will expand your portfolio, generate recurring revenue, and build long-lasting client relationships. Become a full voice and data provider with a minimum impact to your business and let us take care of sales training, deployment, and support. Offer your customers the same kind of telephone service that big companies enjoy. Visit easyofficephone.com today to learn more. This is Stuart Crawford back on the MSP show for, uh, for the last, uh, no, it's middle of November. Oh, I think it's the last, you know, David, I think it's the last week because I'm going away on vacation for the next, in the next couple of weeks. So I think it's the last <laughs> week of November, but really we've got a couple more weeks to go. So let's get back on track here, what we were talking about, and uh, about the uh, the three C's. You're, you're, you're touching on that and going through through that. And, you know, I really like what you have to say about engagement. I think, you know, I want to kind of go back to that for a second because I think uh, that makes life running a business so much easier when you have employees that actually want to come to work in the morning. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's really – it's the only way you can scale. You can't scale without fully engaged employees you not only will not be able to keep your people or keep them fully engaged, so you're leaving a lot of money on the table that you're not bringing in, but you're, you're not going to have full engagement with clients either. So it's really a lose-lose when you don't put in the time to get systematic with people. So in the last 11 minutes or so that we have here today, um, I, I'm running an MSP business. You know, I have about 20, maybe, maybe even less, 10 people working for me, you know, our growth has been less than lackluster. You know, we're getting by, but we're not doing great. I, I reach out to, I mean, I know what I would say to him, but I reach out to a guy like you and they say, Dave, you know, help me get over this hurdle. How, how do you engage with the, these managed service providers to help them, you know, get through this, uh, this blip in, the, in, the, uh, in, their, in their radar? Well, I... I, uh, what I'd like to do is I'd like to postpone that for a second or a few minutes sure. because I want to finish these three C's and sure, then I'd like to C's. talk about that. I, I will say that when people engage us, even as small as a 10-person firm, they typically look for an ROI of $100,000 a year in working with us. But, but let me come back to that. So, so the first C here was conditions. So it has to do with your vendor programs. And I think this really relates to the work that you do, Stuart, is that choose one, two, or three vendors where you're going to go to town, you're going to be fully committed in these vendor relationships so you can maximize your product rebates, your MDF, your co-op, 
your training credits, any interaction you can do with those vendors, and ho hopefully some sales leads from them. But that would be the number one is conditions. And get your entire team behind that. Of course, we recommend with our software you can automate how you're tracking that information, um, and that would help. And doesn't that make sense too? And what, what you're doing, Stuart, is this first piece of maximize a limited number of vendor relationships so you can really you know, bring in the maximum dollars from the vendors and also the sales leads. Well, you know, that's an open-ended question, and you know, I can talk for hours, and you probably get my blood boiling in, the, in a few minutes on that. <laughs> but let, let, me, let me give you my perception here. I'll try to keep it calm and uh, short. You know, I, I was an MSP. I ran my own MSP business, and you know, we had, unlike or like all other MSPs, you know, number of vendors knocking on the door. I partner with us. Partner with us. And I, I like what you know. I like what your co-author in one of your books, Robert Betzel, said. And I think he summed it up this way: was, you know, as an MSP, we sell lots of stuff, but there's only a handful of partners that we go to market strategically with. And he had an annual uh, an annual planning session that we've been lucky to be part of, and. That's kind of wraps up the same way. You know, we had our strategic partners. We had Dell, Microsoft, SonicWall, maybe one other at that time. And everybody else, we just sold their stuff. And the last piece, and I'll let you get on and carry on with your conversations, and often we describe our, you know, our, we confuse our ConnectWise, Autotask, RMM platforms as being strategic partners. And they're really just the tools that we use to run our business. Not, not that they're less important. But to an end business, they really don't know who that is. But they understand, you know, your strategic partners are the really ones that, A, have recognition in the marketplace, and B, are going to help you, um, you know, go to market together. And that's, and that's kind of, I think that's where you're getting at with, with your whole CERTL program as well. Hey, you know, that's, that's a great point. I hadn't thought about that so much before. But, um, you know, ConnectWise, Autotask, whatever your platform is, I mean, that's great for you. And I do hear people talk about, you know, that's a key partner for us. And, and it is, but it's on the back end. It's not on the front end. So uh, the second piece I would suggest, and this is a key retention area. So if you want to keep great technical people, they're primary motivators. So we do talent assessments where we, we look at the behaviors. We look at the values that drive the behaviors. That was one of the fun things you and I did at the Tech Select meeting uh, mm -hmm. many, many years ago. But a primary motivator for them is the value of theoretical. Now, theoreticals are primarily motivated by learning, be lifelong students that they can afford to be. So this certification piece of not only just managing certifications because you desperately need them because you're about to lose your vendor program status, but hey, let's work out a career path for them where they are doing you know, not only what certifications they're going to earn this year, but you know, next year and the year after. So they can see how they can grow within your organization because they're not going to go up a career ladder that's you know, 10 rungs of job titles. They just may be a, a tech forever. Might go from level 1 to level 2, level 3, level 4 type of thing. But that's about it. So number one, get fully engaged with a limited number of strategic vendors, and that would be the conditions. Get your people you know, fully aware of what you're doing and the benefits of that. And then really have your certifications well-managed so you're maximizing that. Once again, to maximize the vendor dollars, but also it's a very important employee retention tool because your tech folks want to be on a learning path all the time. Am I still okay? Yep. You're still okay. good. Keep and then, going. And then three, the career ladders. 
Now, that's what we're working on right now. We're going to have some work done by the end of the year on this. We have some, but we want to really tighten it up, create a standard. And so help people understand what they need to do to move from one position in your company to another. So help desk level one, help desk level two, help desk level three. Or if you're a smaller partner, you, you know, you only have 10, 15, maybe as many as 20 employees. You may just have four levels of engineers because you, level one is help desk. They don't go anywhere. But level two, level three, level four, they start to do outside work plus a little bit of help desk. And by the time you get to level four, they're probably not doing any help desk, and they're very specialized in what they're doing. So by defining what are the certifications the person needs at each one of those levels, what is the work experience they need? Um, what, what type of, quite frankly, I think you need to incorporate in there, you know, the person has to also be meeting their annual goals on a regular basis. So they're showing they're responsible. Maybe they're taking some soft skills courses like my charm school that I'm developing, some other things. But what is the criteria when you lay that out, then people see, oh, wow, I love working for this company. See the things I get to learn. See how I get to grow personally and professionally. That type of thing. So, you know, I, um, yeah, you know, one of the things I used to do, and this kind of a, worked out well for us, you know, and it, it, we didn't do so much at IT Matters, but, you know, and, and on projects afterwards, when I would even bring on, a, a, we have a junior writer that works for us at Ulystic, and I always tell her, you know, Sarah, you can, you can run this company one day. You know, there's no, you know, just because I'm the, the owner right now and the guy running the show right now, you know, that is obtainable for you. We just got to figure out what, you know, how long that's going to take for you to get there. And, you know, so, yeah, you know what, the CEO position is up for grabs, people, down, down the road. And, you know, you, you know it's, it's not going to be one of these elusive thing, things that say, you know what, that's just, you know, I, I'm never going to get to that level because I want to retire one day, David, and I want to sit back on a beach and, you know, just cut the dividend checks. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think so you need to help your people understand how they can grow and how they can develop. Now, you asked how people engage us. Well, what happens is that typically what happens is people get so fed up with losing good employees or employees aren't productive or they've got someone who's a cancer in their company who's bad-mouthing the company in behind their back, and they're just like, hey, I need some help. I need to get beyond this. And what we do is we, we, we talk first about, you know, I explain the program and how it's laid out, and we define what are the three key objectives you want to achieve, and we put a dollar value on each one. Okay, if we, if we strengthen your company culture, so we've actually got a mission statement of why you're in business, values, how you do business, vision, where you're going as a business, and accountability to live those out so they're not just on the wall. I worked with a guy recently, Dave Brewer, BC Networks, uh, San Jose. He's been in business 20 years. Okay, he's got about, I think he's got 18 employees right now. And he's successful, all right? But we laid this mm -hmm. out. We've worked through this. I even went down and did a workshop. He did all our talent assessments. He came up to me at IT Nation. He said, Dave, he said, I've got to tell you, the money I've spent with you is the best investment I've made in the last two years. My company culture has done a 180. People are passionate. They're engaged. They're having fun, fun again. It's great. I'm, I'm loving going to work. And so that's really what we do. And then we work with them, you know, phone consulting week by week to work through the things they need to do over a three-month period to get the systems in place so they've got a stronger company culture 
and employees are fully engaged. Great. So, David, you have two and a half minutes left on our time together today. You know, what's the best way for a managed service provider or even a vendor who wants to learn more about Turtle? And I know we haven't really talked about that too, too much, but it kind of ties in everything that we, that we do here. You know, what's the best way for a company to uh, reach out to you? Well, they can reach me, uh, David, at managetowin.com. That's managetowin.com. That, that's, you know, email is easy. We can schedule a conversation. And um, I think that there's a great opportunity here to take the strengths of vendors who make great products and they're great at branding and marketing and take the strengths of the local MSPs where they're great at local client relationships and service delivery and remove some barriers. That's what we're trying to do with CERTL. That's what we're trying to do with the Partner Engagement Portal. And, you know, email me, david at managetowin.com, or text me on my cell phone, 415-505-7120. Let's talk. Let's see what your needs are and see if, you know, we can help you out. And that's great, David. I always appreciated uh, having you on the program here. It was great to get together with you in uh, San Francisco a couple of weeks ago. And glad to hear that IT Nation was great, and I hear lots of good things. I'm, I guess I'll get myself down there next year. But, uh, David, once again, thank you very much for uh, getting up early in the morning out uh, on the West Coast to join us today. <laughs> no problem, Stuart. Always good to be with you, and it was fantastic to be with you in person recently in San Francisco. Great. Thanks, David. And uh, our next show, folks, is going to be on December the 10th. We're going to have uh, the team from Eternity on the uh, line talk about business continuity. And they have a great uh, program, their Black Belt Business Continuity Assessment, which covers eight key areas on, uh, you know, what you should do from business continuity and, you know, and working with them to uh, help deliver that service. So thanks to David again. Uh, thanks to you all for listening. And this is Stuart Crawford signing off for this week for the, uh, for the MFP show. And we'll see you back on December the 10th. This has been another episode of the MSP Show with host Stuart Crawford. Thank you for tuning in and be sure to catch our next episode for more of the relevant business information your managed IT services company needs. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.